Hey, Create Radio Show listeners, this is Jason. I wanted to take a second to tell you that this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. Unfortunately, during the busyness of this time of year, uh, the four of us were not able to get together to record an episode this week, so we are extremely sorry, but we do plan to be back next week, and the plan is to have all four of us together again for the first time in weeks. But today, you're going to get a special treat. This is a clip from our March evening titled In the Wilderness, in which we talked about the ups and downs of being a creative in the church world. Now, this is just kind of a little promo for our May gathering, which is coming up in just a week, May 11th. And we hope to see you there. It'll be at Woodlake Church in Tulsa. You can go to Recreate OK to get all the information. But if you're curious about what this event may look like or sound like, listen to this episode because it will tell you exactly what to expect at our May gathering in Tulsa. We hope to see you there. And remember, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Recreate used to be called Create Initiative. And um, as we began the year 2021, we rebranded and kind of decided we wanted to move in a in a different direction. And I'm not going to lie, some of that reason is because after six years, it's still difficult to spell the word initiative. Um, and we kind, of, we kind of just got tired of spell check catching us all the time. Um, but also, this idea of recreate um, was kind of birthed, honestly, out of the year 2020. Um, because anyone in this room was uh, experienced something in the year 2020. And... Uh, maybe you experienced the lowest of lows. Maybe in some ways your life wasn't that different. But if you work in the church or around the church, if you volunteer, if you serve, if you're on staff, uh, your life changed in 2020. And if you're here tonight, you probably do something in the creative arts. You do something with worship. You do something with uh, ministry of, of some kind in the church. And so you understand how things changed in the year 2020. Um, so Recreate was born out of a desire to try to really focus on how can we build the entire creative person. Um, you know, we, we probably had varying degrees of success as to how well we resourced creatives or how well we provided opportunities for them to connect, which were all part of our goals. You know, we wanted to provide a place where creative people could just talk creative things with each other, um, come from different churches, different cities, different towns, and just share ideas. And, and hopefully we've done that well, and I hope we'll continue to do that. But one piece we felt like we were probably missing was actually trying to help re- rebirth a spiritual idea in the creative soul. Um, we, we know how easy it is to go day by day by day by day and understand Monday is, you know, get the sermon online day, Tuesday is staff meeting day, and Wednesday is prep for whatever day, and then Thursday is, uh, you know, fix all the lights day, and then Friday is, you know, this is supposed to be my day off, but I didn't get everything done, so I'm going to finish it on Friday, and then Saturday, pastor changed everything, so I've got to go do everything again. You know, like, we, we get into this rhythm that I'm afraid and what we talked about as a, as a leadership team is we're afraid that by the time a global pandemic hit us, it left a lot of creatives in kind of a spiritual hole. And they found themselves going and going and going and going and going. And uh, before they knew it, maybe their relationship 
uh, I don't want to say they like fell off, but maybe they realized there's a piece of that relationship with Jesus that that uh, they've been missing. And so as we move forward in in this year, especially um, you know, when we have events like this, we're really going to try to focus on the spiritual side of things. Um, I'm I'm I say this in in the the most loving way possible, but when it comes to like the the spiritual things, often I'm like the least spiritual person there is. Um, I, I I believe everything, and I go I go hard for it, and I have a great personal spiritual life. But a lot of times, I do, I, I come to a meeting like this, and I don't want to do anything that's like churchy. You know, it's like I just want to sit around and talk, or I just want to sit around and watch people build connection. But I really feel like through last year, that's changed in my heart, and I'm like, you know what? We're gonna go for it, and we're gonna do it, and we're gonna make these a moment where we can spend time with the Lord. And so, um, you know, if it feels weird, uh, A, I'm sorry, but B, just please bear with us. Trust us, we're working on this too, um, because we just feel like there's a moment that maybe people who do creative things in the church have have missed. And um, sometimes I fear that we don't even know we've missed it. And that's that's some of what I want to talk about tonight. But in, the, in this guide, um, You'll see, uh, if you flip to the next page, there's a scripture verse, and we're going to read out of Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. It says, In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn apart and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The one thing I love about the book of Mark is Mark doesn't waste any time. You, know, you see these three moments in Jesus's life in like these, these few verses. Um, he, he loves to use the word immediately. And if you, if you didn't pick it up by any of our promotional material or by the cover of this guide tonight, we want to talk about being in the wilderness. Because I do feel like in 2020, um, it was kind of a wilderness moment for a lot of people in the church. I think a lot of churches were challenged. Um, they, they had to, to, to shift the way they tried to reach their people, and it, it probably was, was a, a sticking point for some. Um, you know, I think, I think personally ministers and people who, who lead people in ministry were challenged in a way that they hadn't experienced before um, because suddenly there's this, this thing outside of our, our, our world that is suddenly affecting every person uh, in some way or another. And in any of our lifetimes, that's never happened. That literally every person in the world is dealing with the same thing. And and I just feel like we 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 probably felt like we were going through these wilderness times. You know, as you look at the last year, it's it, it's crazy. Like when we really think about it, it's been you know about 14 months since we've had an in-person event, and it doesn't seem like it's been that long. But in some ways, it seems like it was six years ago. And it, it just, you know, you feel like maybe you were isolated. Maybe there's a moment where you felt like, man, I've been going and going and going. I just feel so burned out. 
I feel like my relationship with my spouse or with a loved one or my roommates or whatever is, is strained because we've had to stay in the same room with each other for, you know, two months or six months or whatever it is. Um, and we just feel like maybe there's this, this, this stretch and pull on us that, that we didn't want, maybe. Um, but tonight I want to try to pose the idea of what if it's the, the stretch or the thing that we needed. Because maybe it takes a global pandemic for us to realize that churches are pushing their people too hard. Maybe it takes a global pandemic for us to realize that our ministry is misplaced and the time and the effort we spend on things are put in the wrong direction. Maybe it takes a global pandemic for us to reevaluate our personal relationship with Jesus. And if I, if I can offer anything tonight, it's I would love for you to reflect on your own relationship with Jesus. Not to, not to, to, to worry about your status as a, as in ministry, where you fit on the staff you know, level or hierarchy or whatever, but just to worry about your relationship with Jesus. Because as much as we look at the wilderness as a bad place, there's actually a lot of good that can come from it. You know, there's, there's one thing that it always sticks out to me is it says immediately the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, into the desert. You know, the, the Spirit led Jesus to this place. And like when you just read it at face value, I've always wondered like why? Because we know the rest of that story, right? If you've grown up in church, you know, in, in Matthew, it goes into greater detail. And Luke also, you know, that there's this uh, fasting for 40 days and Jesus is tempted by Satan. And Jesus tempts Satan, or excuse me, Satan tempts Jesus with, with everything the world has to offer. And it just seems like a struggle and it's a terrible time. And he tells us the angels were ministering to him. And, and you know, it's such a battle. And we, we get this picture of the wilderness as such a terrible place. But I don't think it always has to be a terrible place. Because one thing that I think the wilderness does is it creates a place. It forces us into a place of solitude. And it forces us into a place where, where we're forced to dwell with ourselves. Because if you're in the wilderness, especially if you're alone in the wilderness, it's nothing but you and your thoughts and whatever creepy thing is shaking that bush over there. You know, like the wilderness can be a scary place, but it can also be a wonderful place. In scripture, this isn't the only time you see Jesus escape through the wilderness. You can keep reading in Mark chapter one, and he, he spends an entire night healing people. He spends an entire night, like it says, late into the night, he was healing people and casting out demons and doing all this wonderful ministry. And you, you think of this moment and, you know, does anyone ever remember like the, the late night, like altar services? You know, it'd be like on a Sunday night and, you know, Sister Susan's Jericho marching over here and someone else is doing something weird over here. And but it's like, you know, it's the, the glory days, you know, it goes late into the night. You know, when you, when, you, when you leave those evenings, you're exhausted, right? You know, it's a great moment, it's a great time, and I don't mean to make light of anything like that, but I kind of do. It's a great time, but at the end of it, you're just, you're, you're, you're incredibly worn out. Well, if you keep reading, Jesus did this late into the night, and it says he escaped to a desolate place or a lonely place. And he spent the rest of his time with the Lord. And it says he was gone so long that the next day, Peter and James and uh, John and Andrew and all those guys went looking for him because he had been gone that long. 
But Jesus knew I needed to escape into a place of solitude. And so if we're going through a wilderness time, I want to give you just a bit of encouragement that would just say it's okay to be in solitude as long as you're spending that, that time with Jesus, as long as you're making an effort to spend time with the Lord. Because time and time again, we see Jesus pull away from the crowds. We see him pull away even from his own disciples and go and pray and spend time with the Lord. And time and time again, right after that moment, Jesus would say, okay, we have more work to do. We have to go to this town. We have to go to this place. We need to go minister to these people. But it was the moment of solitude. It was the moment in the lonely place, the moment in the wilderness, where Jesus was able to, to spend time with God. So I, I'm going to dwell on 2020 because we're, we're still living in it. <laughs> you know, it was a time, if you, if you make videos for the church, your output probably doubled, if not tripled. You know, if you, if you have to, you know, we were talking before service, you know, your church invested in new live streaming stuff. So you had to, to, to get rid of everything, put all the new stuff in, get it all set up. You're spending that time and, and, you know, in ministry, like if you're doing kids ministry or youth ministry, you're figuring out how can we create content that reaches them at home because we can't go in person. And you're going in overdrive just trying to get all this content out and just trying to get uh, uh, the stuff into our people's hands. And that's, that's not a bad thing. But one thing in talking to, to people who do the stuff we do, one thing that we've noticed and that I noticed was that the very first thing to go was their personal time. Because they, they, had, to, they had to output all this content, the time with their family, or, or honestly, time alone, and time when they would normally spend it in prayer, time where they'd normally spend it trying to spend time with God, suddenly had disappeared. But it was justified because we're doing the Lord's work. It was justified because we're working in a church and we're, we're, we're pivoting and we're doing the things we need to do. But I, I just want to offer tonight that giving up our personal time with God is never the right answer. It's never the right moment. It's never the time that, that is worth giving up. You always need that personal time, and we can learn that directly from Jesus because he knew I needed to be alone with God. I needed to be alone with the Father. Now, if we're going to spend time in the wilderness in solitude with God, the first thing we need to understand is this is not the time when we have our phones. It's not the time when we have social media rolling. It's not the time when we you know, are, are uh, worried about our to-do list for the day. It's, it's actually being in solitude with God. And I keep saying that word solitude. I want us to understand solitude is not isolation. Those are two totally different things. Uh, 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 sorry, Richard Foster in Celebration of Discipline, he says that loneliness is inner emptiness, but solitude is inner fulfillment. See, we can be isolated because we're burnt out and we pull away from everything and we become lonely. But if we're in solitude, it actually can build us up and it can strengthen us if we're in solitude with the Lord. Those are the moments that we can be strengthened you know, if you're an introverted person, you need solitude. But just, just as dangerously, if you're an introverted person, you can, you can fall into loneliness and isolation. And you can claim it's because I need my alone time. But really, it's just because you, you, you want to be so far apart from everything so you don't feel anything. Because being in solitude with the Lord can kind of be a dangerous place. 
because I don't know if you've ever just got out in the wilderness, literally, and you've tried to spend time in prayer, and suddenly you realize the Lord is actually like, you know, searching you. I mean, that's a scary place to be, but it's where we need to be because it's only there that we can actually have the Father build us up, strengthen us, correct our wrongs, and make us better followers of Jesus Christ. When Jesus would escape to the wilderness, he was being strengthened. He was being made stronger. He was being made whole. And tonight, that's really the only thing I want us to understand is that we can be prepared and we can be built up in the wilderness. And so if, if I, I mentioned uh, to Chris earlier today, I don't, I don't want, I, I'm, I'm fearful that I'm like projecting, you know, that it's like, it's, yeah, this is my own inner turmoil and I'm trying to project it on everybody else. But I truly feel like in some form or fashion, we can think of ways that we let our relationships slip. And we did it in the name of ministry. And we did it we, because we actually ran away from this wilderness or this burnout. But, but what we really need to do is just grab hold of God. And just realize that that's where we'll find strength, and that's where we'll find peace, and that's where we can we can figure out how to make it through this this time. You know, I've I've I'm, this is a minor pitch here. Does anyone listen to our podcast? Anybody? No. Kyle. Kyle does sometimes. Tyler occasionally. The two hosts and our producer listen to it, so that's good. Um. We do have a listener in Australia, so we were hoping they'd show up tonight, but they didn't. <laughs> the only reason I asked, it actually kind of helps me out, because then hopefully you're not disenfranchised with what we've been talking about. But if you've listened, like, you, like we're, 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 we're feeling like this, this whole world is, is shifting. And the church, I think you guys feel it too. There are things in the church that are shifting, and people are having all kinds of opinions about what the church is for and what it's doing well and what it's doing wrong. And everybody's entitled to their opinions. But the one thing that I believe more strongly than ever is if we don't figure out how to spend solitude with God, we're in trouble. And, and for as much as we get all the, the praise for the lights and the video and having good sound and all that stuff, in so many ways, we're helping people actually pull farther apart from God because we're creating moments that are exactly that. They're creative. And we're creating opportunities for people to come and have their happy-go-lucky moment and then just go home and not think about it again because everything is just, we're scheduled out, we're timed out, and we're not leaving room for people to be in the wilderness because we want to just pull them out of the wilderness as fast as we can. And the whole time, Jesus is actually just saying the wilderness is a good place. This is where you'll be strengthened. As we draw to a close, um, we're, we're going to partake in communion. We're going to go back into a time of worship. But in Mark chapter 6, Jesus actually, he, he explains this to his disciples a little bit. In Mark 6, verse 30 and 31, it says, The apostles, he had sent them out to do ministry. It says, The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place, to the wilderness, and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. You know, I read that scripture, I just cannot help but think about the creative people in a church. Because how many late nights have you had to, to suffer through? How many times have you had to tell your, your family you're going to be home late, or you've got to leave early because you didn't get this done? And you're doing it in the name of the Lord, and that's not a bad thing. 
But I just have to feel like there are times when Jesus is saying, I just need you to come away you, because you haven't even had time to eat. You haven't even had time to rest. But he, he said, come away to the wilderness. Come to the lonely place, the deserted place, and spend time with me. Because I think Jesus understood that value, and I just, I'm afraid we've forgotten. And so tonight, I'm giving you no answers. I'm giving you no tips, no, you know, five steps to this. I'm just going to tell you, A, it's okay to be in the wilderness. B, you're going to, I mean, the, the bad side of it is you're going to have temptations, you're going to have struggles, you're going to have troubles. But the good side is that Jesus will be there with you. And if we learn to lean into the Father, and if we learn to lean into his understanding, it will help us become not better creatives. I think it will. But more importantly, it will help us become better followers of Jesus. And I don't want to be overly negative, but if there's anything this world needs, it's better followers of Jesus. It doesn't need more Christians. It needs better followers of Jesus. And the only way we can do that is to actually spend time with him and let him search us, let him challenge us, and then we need to be able to challenge ourselves long enough to listen. Oh, <laughs>